Hey y'all, it's Rosemary Lewis. It's C. Lewis in the building. And we are a local real estate couple in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. And we are inviting you into our Pillow Talk, also known as... Eagle Talk. Here, we talk about marriage. Business. Kids. Goals. And basically, all the things. Let's get started. Everybody, welcome to Eagle Talk, um, our podcast that we record every Tuesday night. Let me give it to y'all tonight. Yes, so real estate inv- y'all, he is like busting out of his skin. Let's do it. Um, but you know the deal. Before we get started, we love to read where you are checking in from. Um, we see we are live on Facebook in our private Facebook group. Eagle Talk with Team Lewis. We had 944 members. Oh, man. It's like, y'all, y'all. Give us that Christmas gift. Yeah, Give us a thousand. Y'all making it hard for the homies. But you know what? We're going to keep doing it and doing it scared. Yep. And looking forward to a thousand people by Christmas. Yeah. So um, we only ask one thing. If you would do us a favor and share the podcast. Share, 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 share. Um, share it with a friend, anyone who you think will benefit Hang especially on, since we're talking about real estate investing tonight yes so that's definitely something that y'all want to check out but can you introduce us sir uh my name is mr Corey lewis they, so, somebody found out my middle name the other day this dude he called you tell everybody? no i'm not gonna tell him because oh. he called me 74 times he called me by my middle name at dinner it was actually pretty funny my name is Corey lewis uh originally from chicago here down in dallas real estate investor and this is my lovely wife miss yeah. Rosemary Lewis, RL as I affectionately call her, and she is uh, in the 1% of the real estate agents in the far north Dallas area. Yes, y'all. We are a real estate couple, high school sweethearts, um, just idiots that the Lord has blessed. <laughs> <laughs> we figured it out later. Yeah, that the Lord has just been gracious with. And every Tuesday, uh, we record our podcast live from our home, and we just bring whatever topics you all are interested in. And if you're one of the cool kids and you are a part of our private Facebook group, um, then our, our private Facebook group voted on topics that they wanted us to talk about. And we are going to talk about real estate investing. Um, but first we're going to do a check-in and we want you to check in. Let us know where you're from. I see homies here from Florida. What up, Florida? Always. I see New York's in a, New York's in the house. Yeah, yeah. We got Cali in here. We got Vegas in here. Yes. All of the friends checking in. Yes. Let us know where you're checking in from on both of the platforms. And Corey, um, you check in. Let us know what's going on with you. What's been up? Uh, what has been up? Oh man, I'm trying to get these deals closed before these title trying. companies. Oh, I am. But before these title companies uh close for the holiday and don't open back up probably until Monday. I got one that opens up on Friday. But uh, good week. Um, you know, I'm just working, I'm ready to get out. Yay. Okay, here's my update, y'all. So I am a huge um fan of showing my clients appreciation 
because they are the backbone of my business. I every single day, and this is no like I'm not just gassing y'all and just saying something, but every single day my phone rings with referrals. Somebody says, Hey, your friend Shanika referred me. Hey, I was talking to your friend, um, your client Nika, your client this one, that one. So they keep me in business um, and they love me so much and just help my business grow. So this weekend I had the wonderful opportunity to show appreciation to my clients. And this is one of my most favorite client appreciation events because we did a photo shoot. So invited all of my clients to come for a free or well complimentary family photos. Shout out to Community National Title. That was my nice pre- of you. Yep, my way. preferred title company. Um, shout out to Willie and Kim. Shout out to Tanya with Caltex Funding um, that um, supported the event and sponsored. And it was just so good to see. And you know what's, what's so good is that, you know, I had clients that maybe hadn't cl- closed the very first year that I got my real estate license in 2017. Mm. And like, let's just say they were pregnant and now they came to the photos with their now four or five year old plus the new baby. So just to be walking along this journey, I tell- I didn't even as- think about that. Yeah, I tell aspiring real estate agents all the time, like if you just in it for the check, get your life because this is a business to serve people and to your help, we're helping to open and close chapters and to see these families and to see that I've been a part of, and my single people too, you know, they, they still family to me. Um, it was just a great time. So loved that. All, All right. right. Well, He's about to burst. No, no, I'm not, no, I'm not. We're going we're gonna to jump into it, y'all. This is actually, uh, we decided a couple nights ago, this is going to be a two-part series. Yes. Because I don't know that we can give enough information and we'll probably go a little bit over tonight, by the way. Uh, that we can give enough enough information in 30 minutes that that I want you guys to have. So if you got a pen, take some notes or go back through it later on and watch it. Uh, but we'll talk about real estate investing on the front end and then we'll talk about it again and maybe have some Q&A next week. Next week, yeah. yeah. And I'll say this. So I have people, I was on the phone with somebody um, earlier today and people always say, I want to get into real estate, right? And because, and I think about even before I was a realtor, before Corey, well, Corey has kind of been investing pretty early onset in our relationship. But there are so many different parts about real estate, right? There's so many different parts about real estate investing. We want to start off by saying that we are not your advisors. We're not right? financial advisors. We're not your financial advisors. We are not your, you know, we are not employed by anyone, but we just want to share some of our experiences on the investment side. Um, and, ju- and, and, and we'll be talking from two perspectives, which I think are really cool because I'll be able to share from the realtor perspective with helping my clients who sometimes they are novice investors. So they are literally, you know, have have seen their own equity in their homes and just trying to figure out, okay, how can we maximize this, dip our toe into the investment realm? And then Corey, who is an investor and works with just really hardcore serial investors, will be able to give y'all some feedback. So we are going to work on, if you have a question, throw it in the comments. Um, or if you are listening to the podcast later and would like us to address the question, um, go ahead and shoot an email to me, rosemary at rosemarylewis.com. And then we'll, we want to make sure that we're meeting y'all where you are and we are serving you. So um, that's the biggest thing I want to say. Like, first of all, there are a lot of areas to invest, right? Uh, or to become an investor or to get into real estate. And we would be remiss if we didn't start off with saying that you gotta get your 
mind, mind right. right. <laughs> yeah, for sure. That's that's the biggest thing, um, guys, that I would like to start off saying. Is if you think it's going to be easy, it's not. And, and really nothing worth having. It's yes. easy. Yeah. Marriage not easy. You know, yeah. do but, keto but, not easy. Drink yeah, just all of none of it's easy. Diving, diving into it, real estate investing, I'm, I'm going to give just a couple of areas that I can think of that are most probably the most popular, right? We're talking people that have rental property. We're talking uh, flippers, people that rehab. Mm-hmm. We're talking about uh, people that wholesale, and I'll explain what wholesaling is. Uh, we can talk about hoteling. I'll explain what that is. And then we can talk about some sort of creative finances. So, so those are five ways that um, people invest in real estate. Yeah, things that will happen to today. But what we want to talk about, though, before we even get into that, is about getting your mind right around it. Because what I notice that happens in life and especially in areas where you may not be coming with a lot of knowledge already is that we automatically think about the negative things that could happen and decide you know what i don't want to be bothered with tenants you know i don't know about crews i don't know about this and yes we definitely want to operate in wisdom we said our motto is do it scared but we definitely don't want you to do it stupid but in life um, a lot of times in investing is one of it is that people say, give a no before they have all the information and just being unwilling to take risks. And you look up like I can think of many examples like my uncle Joe, he passed away a couple years ago. But when he passed away, he passed away with property. You know, he has something that he could pass on. And it's not just about. Um, doing something for the people that are around you just to live them a legacy. But you want to be able to afford a lifestyle, not work forever, um, and just do make your money and your good credit. A lot of people got that good credit. Mm-hmm. Make it work for you as opposed to, you know, I, I've never seen anybody just take their good credit and, and get a check cash just because they're good, good. good debt. Good, yeah, yeah. You, having good debt. So yeah. the very first thing that we want to talk about is before you really consider, because we have people all the time, all the time that, you know, walk up to us and they want to talk about real estate. But really, it's, it's almost like they want. They, they they almost are convincing themselves in talking to us on every reason why they should not get into it or doing so much research and finding all of these red flags where it's kind of like, oh, I'm scared. And, and here's the thing. It's OK to be scared. It's OK to not have all of the information, but to, you know, to get information as you go to get with the right real estate advisors to help you. Just don't stop yourself at the very first. Well, they. Step. They say you don't build confidence. You build confidence, and the com the confidence is the byproduct. Competence. Competence you, is the right, byproduct. Right. So people think you got to be so you know confident walking in the room or negotiating the deal and all that kind of stuff. That's not where you start. You start in your mind. You start in your education. So start with the competence first, and then you get the confidence. Yeah, and we're going to share with you just kind of some entry ways to get into the market. Yeah. So I let Corey kick it off. All right. So we're going to go to. Um, just something I did wrong in the beginning. I started mm-hmm. out flipping. Uh, I had a couple. We was actually just talking about a property I had on 43rd Street in Chicago in 2002 or 2003. Yeah. Uh, that I probably shouldn't have sold. But I thought that flipping was the way. And and it was good. You know, you buy a house for, you know, 100 grand, put 30 in it and go sell it for 175, 180. Minus all of the fees. You make 25, 30 grand after 90 days. That's fine. It's fast money. It's fast money. Yeah. What I didn't understand until, I don't know, really I got here is how important the cash flow is. Yes. And if you guys have been watching me or us for the last couple of years, you notice I always talk about my rental count because that is very important as far as 
uh, the cash flow. And as far as the tenant paying your debt down. Yes. Right. So you're going to if you get a property, I don't know, January one of whatever year this year and you have it 15 years Well, for 15 years, that tenant has been paying down your your mortgage balance. Yep. Which means what you've been cash flowing from it, however much you make in a month, um, you know, minus principal interest, principal interest, taxes and insurance. P.I.T.I. is what they call it. And that is your net cash flow for the month. But over 15 years, you've gained 15 years of equity. Yep. And that's the play that I was missing until a few years ago. Absolutely. So what happened to us um, is that, you know, Corey, when he entered into the real estate market, he kind of entered into a dually as an investor. Right. Yeah. And we're talking like 2002, one, two, you had to be like 22, 23 years old. Early. So we, and so, I was only listening to me. <laughs> he was only listening to him. So he did come into the business with a real estate mentor but a lot of it was just trial and error and if you you know you've heard our story we have made a lot of mistakes which is 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 life right when i was teaching i made a lot of mistakes teaching but experience was the best teacher and i learned from it but what happened is i remember this property in particular and i called it i won't call out the tenant's name uh we haven't seen her in 20 years but just out of respect for who she is and it was a section 8 tenant i remember going to pick up the rent for him. I was his baby mama girlfriend <laughs> going to pick up the rent for him on 43rd. It was like, you. Ha- I feel like it was like it was a, a duplex. A yeah, flat. it was a duplex or yeah. two flat. And I would go like one side was a regular tenant. One side was a section eight tenant and it was cash flowing. Like yeah. it wasn't, but the problem is, is that we weren't patient. It was cash flowing. Let's say like maybe four or $500 a month. month. Yeah. Um, and he so he was in the green every month but that wasn't enough money for us right because we were used to getting these big checks and it seemed like this little four or five hundred dollars just wasn't enough but in hindsight had we held on to that property right in 20 years like by now it definitely would have been paid off we could continue to cash flow it it could be something that we could pass on to our kids or we could cash them out when we're ready to fund our retirement. So we spent a good deal of time in our 20s and early 30s, not really like we understood we, we kind of sort of a little bit got that, but we really didn't understand the power of building a rental portfolio for the long term investment. We were looking for those quick hits. So mm-hmm. that is the first thing that we'll say. OK, so really um, consider what your goal is mm-hmm. right and and right now we have two sets of goals there are some things in our business that we do so that we can get large sums of money that can fund now the goal for that is so that they can fund our larger long-term investments so that we're not dependent on a 401k uh, we're not dependent on you know jobs where the you know something could crash where we have actual you know land they're not reproducing any more land right. and that will give us a benefit far out tell yeah. them a little bit about ruth when ruth? we got here oh ruth okay ruth um man very interesting lady her and her husband her, her husband's a very wealthy guy and we rented a house in frisco from them uh, when we first, got, we first got here seven years ago, the rent at the time was about 2100 2100 yeah, 2200 And we begged them, y'all, if we could buy this house. Yeah, we begged. Yeah, it was house in Frisco. And um, bottom line is they only invested in Frisco, McKinney, 
and a little bit in Plano, I think it was. And they owned at the time 50 properties, but all of them were paid off. He was a, a retired uh, CEO of a Fortune 500 they, company. They were either paid off or they did their burn method. We're going to talk about that. Yeah. Okay. Um, but he had a lot of money and he left and got millions of dollars, you know, as a severance. And he went on and bought property down here. So um we i tried to buy one of them the one that we were living in and he wouldn't sell it he said he wanted to leave this to his kids bottom line he had 50 of them and all of them they were in amazing equity positions because they probably about 90 of them they didn't have any mortgage payments yeah uh so i mean we've been here what four years so you can only imagine what they yeah what and, we, and we thought it was crazy right because we like we could look up and see like this house we were living in in frisco mm -hmm. um they bought it for like 160 or 170 000 right mm -hmm. and at the time we were willing to offer 300 and we're like look like that's so much money like you got i mean it's still a great deal for us and it was a good deal for them and we couldn't understand it y'all today Look, we just been living here four years. We moved out the house. Today, they probably, he's still not selling, by the way, but today that house is probably valued at about 410000 And last time I checked, we were paying 2100 in rent. Yeah, they're getting over The latest rent. tenants are, because I keep up with the property because I'm nosy like that. The latest tenants are paying 3100 yeah. off a home that originally they mortgaged for 160000 refinanced, paid it off, did whatever they did, and now it's completely cash flowing. So what are we saying? Is that when you have rentals, um, not only do you have an opportunity to have positive cash flow per month, uh, I think we're going to end up hanging out on rentals for a little bit here because yeah. I think I'm thinking of some This, this is why we're going to break this down into minimum of two parts. Yes. Because it's a lot of information. Yes. So when you have rental rent renting, you can have positive cash flow per month. Don't make the mistake or the mistake that we made is that we were, you know, we were looking for those huge hits. But if you are in a point where you're in the green, you're making a couple hundred dollars per month, you have good tenants. Let that boy roll yep. because when you do want to cash out or when you do want to borrow against it, you have more leverage and it's increasing your overall net worth. Plus, there are tax benefits that you might want to talk to your CPA about um, of how the depreciating interest or the depreciating value, whatever, on a house can benefit you during yeah. tax time. So going back to the bird method, that's one that a lot of uh, not only successful investors use, but just investors that know what it is and and that is they call it bur buy b r r r which is buy renovate rent and refinance and you're just doing it again and then you and repeat again and again and again uh if somebody wants to kind of get, get a numerical breakdown i'll put it in the chat just let me know but that that way you're you're using your money you're using your money to rehab it you're getting your cash flow from your tenant and then you refinance and you're pulling 75% of that, it, sometimes 80% of the money back out and you're putting it back in the world, doing it again. I was, um, sorry. No, no, go ahead. I was, and, and this is for people that I've probably been saying this about three years now and I really believe it. The cash is trash. Am I saying to, to spend all of your money? No. But, but make uh, your money work Make for your you. money work. I saw a statistic Thursday night doing some studying. They said that it takes eight years to get when you, if you put your money in the bank it takes eight years for you to gain one percent of your money so what is that saying if you have a hundred thousand dollars in the bank it takes eight years for you to make a grand mm -hmm. did you know that mm -hmm. yeah one thousand dollars it wow. takes eight years for you to gain one percent in the bank wow. so why would you take 
all of that money and put it in you the said, bank. Well, you, are you saying if you make a hundred, put a hundred thousand? If you put a hundred thousand dollars in the bank, yeah, do y'all look at y'all savings? Like yeah. I, I look at my savings account sometimes, and I'm like two cent. Like yeah, the if, money if you let a hundred thousand sit in the bank for eight years, then you've made one percent, which is one thousand dollars. Okay, and let me let me let you out. I want to make you think about it a little differently. So I have some clients, right? And let me tell you what they did. So they looked at their house at the time and um, they had just a great amount of equity in their home. So they did a home equity line of mm-hmm. credit, right? A HELOC. HELOC. Um, and, but the whole purpose of that home equity line of credit that they used was to put them in position to start buying rental property. So go with me here. So the home equity line of credit, um, they ended up, we found a rental property. The rental property was like very well maintained. One, well, not one owner, but one owner that just had really did a whole lot of stuff to it. Move in ready condition. They purchased the house for 200000 So I think with their closing costs, down payment, everything like that, they might have been out of like forty seven grand. okay? Mm-hmm. So 47000 on a $200,000 house. Um, so now out of forty seven, what they mortgaged like one hundred and sixty three, um, because they're investors, the interest rate was a little higher. Let's just say their note was like thirteen hundred. Okay, they ended up the first year they rented it, they rented it for like um, fifteen hundred. So they were cash flowing about two hundred per month. But the renter that they chose um, was always late, so they always got a late fee. Like she paid every month, but she mm-hmm. paid every month a little late. Right. So it was supposed to cash flow two hundred a month, which would have been twenty four hundred for the year. But they ended up getting closer to about thirty six hundred. She stayed for two years, and then this year they were able to re rent it out now for eighteen hundred on the thirteen hundred. Y'all still with me? Mm-hmm. So now it's cash flowing five hundred dollars a month well gets a little better the house that was that they owe 140 on that they purchased for 200 guess what right now it's worth three hundred thousand. Right. So if they were to sell it, they essentially the 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 equity position is about one fifty. You think about the forty seven they put in, they've made a hundred grand. But they're not going to sell it. They're going to hold on to it, and they're going to keep letting the tenant pay down, pay the mortgage. Right. So for their initial forty seven thousand dollar investment. They will, we're projecting that by the time they're ready to sell, because they want to sell around the time their kid goes to college, they'll be, you know, the house will be worth maybe three fifty, four hundred thousand. That's a and that's a great example of good debt. That's a great example of good debt. Now, let's just say we we a little because I know some people out there, and this is why I want to take our time here, Corey, is to unpack some limiting beliefs. Well, what if somebody said, well, What if the market crash and and they can't sell it for, you know, for two fifty or for three fifty, they can only sell it for two fifty. They're still gonna win, right? Because their initial investment out of their pocket was a forty seven thousand. Their tenant has been paying the difference. And let's just say worst, worst case scenario, the market crashes all the way and they can't even get the two hundred they paid for. They get one ninety nine. They have been positive cash flowing for all these years. So it's still a win for them. Well, I heard you say what if the markets crash. I don't play what the what if. if. What if what I just if. don't. I play the get rich for sure. That's mm-hmm. that's what I've learned how to play this game. And it's really monopoly. Uh, so I want to go back to another method that we talked about, which is wholesaling. Y- y'all talk, heard me speak on it before. Wholesaling is just simply just getting an asset under contract 
which now you own an equitable interest. So let's just say you get a house for $50,000, right? From Joe Blow down the street. He wants to sell it, you get it on the contract. And you just simply get the equi equitable interest of the property and you assign it to your end buyer, let's just say for $70,000, okay? Your end buyer brings in the 70. He pays off the 50, which is the, the seller. You get the 20 and the buyer gets the, the, the property. That's a classic example of a wholesale property. And then, Again, I was used to getting those big hits, but I wasn't reinvesting the money in rentals. That's yes. the, the key that's the I difference. want. That's what I want to drive home now that I understand that 43 year, years old, um, a lot of my money, I'm, I'm keeping it in the streets, but I'm putting it right back in brick and mortar. It does not make sense for me to sit on it and look at it on my chase app to, every to single go, day. To go Gucci it. Yeah, or, it, it just you know, don't, it doesn't make yeah. sense. And again, you know, my, my rentals are in the 30s. Uh, my goal was to have 100. And then we went and uh, saw Grant Cardone at EXP. <laughs> and I got back here and Ryan Panita, who is a investor out of Las Vegas, interviewed Grant Cardone two weeks ago. And he gave Check out the interview on YouTube. On Ryan Panita. How do you spell his name? Uh, P-I-N-E-D-A. P-I-N-E-D-A. And let's yeah. just let's just put it in the atmosphere. Ryan Panita, if you're ever watching this podcast and you want to join this us. This will be a great interview come for on, Ryan. Bro. Yeah, Ryan is a really good guy. But he interviewed Grant and then he did a kind of like an aha moment on what he got, right? And Grant, again, I, I talk about him a lot because he's a, he's just a classic example of somebody that, that did it. He didn't have it all in the beginning, but he figured it out. And when he put the pieces to the puzzle, he just made a beautiful, beautiful picture for himself. He has $4, million, $4 billion in, pro, in uh, assets and properties that he managed. Most of them are luxury apartments and $2 billion worth of good debt. So Ryan asked him, well, wh what's the play here? Right. You're 62, 63 years old. What is the end game? And he wants to 10 exit. He said he wants to get 40 billion under management and take it to BlackRock and sell it for 400 billion. Well, that got me thinking about my situation, our situation that 100 rentals is not enough. And I thought I was thinking pretty big. And I know I'm I'm probably seven miles down the street on a lot of you guys here. But I, I'm, I just really want you to understand that when we're talking about what if this happened, what if that happened? If you're not in the game, it don't matter. Right. If you're not in the game, okay. So I, I love you said that because I, I want to back up two, two, two feet real quick. Because number one, whether it's Grant or Corey or Ryan Padita or even my clients, it all starts with going after that first. For sure. Year, right. And, and what happens, and this is what I love about doing the scare, right? Like when we moved to Texas, what when we moved to Texas and after a year or two, things were clicking and we ain't die. I'm like, well, what else can we do? You know what I'm saying? Like exactly. if taking this this leap would open us up to a world that we weren't even um, aware of, then what other leaps, which led to me leaving my job, which which is why now Corey can sit here and say, okay, I was thinking like I was already getting out of my comfort zone here and I want to go there. So the very first thing that I, we want to share is that First of all, to be um, a, an investor, to be successful, you have to look at what successful people do. Mm -hmm. And when you look at what successful people do, um, the successful people that we study, the Grant Cardones, the um, Art Williams, the Eric Thomases. I was the, listening to Warren Buffett at yeah, 2 o'clock in the morning. The Warren Buffetts. They, their conversation is not what if yeah. this goes wrong. It's like, what if it goes right? You know, and if I can dream this and if I can put the work and get the knowledge and 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 as I grow not competence, I can grow confidence, what will happen? So that's one limiting belief I really want because I know it sounds cute and sexy and everybody want to be in real estate, but 
Do you really have the mindset that will change your situation? Well, right? And it's not going to be, and, and, and full disclosure, let me just, full disclosure, we lost everything behind real estate <laughs> at some point. When you the know market crashed in 08 09, yeah. When the yeah. market crashed, we didn't have, we knew everything. We didn't have the four fortitude that we have now to have mentors and and to be strategic and have a plan it was just going after big hits not being responsible with the money when it was coming in um or over leveraging ourselves mm-hmm. really it was it was more of over leveraging than not being responsible but guess what we went right back at it when the, when the time yeah. permitted because we still see just because it didn't work for us in that way we had to accept responsibility of what we need we needed to do to go forward which is what we like this year we're gonna look we're gonna look at what we've been able to accomplish this year we're gonna be honest with ourselves about where we made good decisions and where we have areas for improvement and we're gonna go back at it um so that's the first thing when it comes to investing in real estate going after any dream that you have and getting comfortable getting uncomfortable um the very first thing is you're gonna have we're gonna all have to tackle those limiting beliefs and get those what ifs because at the end of the day for most of us the worst case scenario is that it's not gonna work out and you're gonna end up right where you are right now well let me say this too and, and these are for people that are mentally past the what if it's not going to if you can't identify a deal you cannot be a real estate investor mm, say that under, one more you time cannot identify a deal you cannot be a real estate investor. So just know that in the door, you need to know how to identify or at least run some sort of numbers. And I'm going to tell you what I've told you for the 82nd time doing Eagle Talk. Find somebody. Get with somebody. Find somebody that's doing it or that's either doing it or doing it at the level that you want to do it at. And and go ahead and, and partner with them or get with them. They, they Even say, if, you, if you have to pay them for their time, yeah, they, for their expertise. Do, a, do a, a JV with them, which is a joint venture with them. However you need to get in, get in. If you are have worked for UPS and never done a deal, you know, you've been there for the last 25 years, you're not going to know how to identify a deal. Does yeah. that make sense? Just, just like, you know, me and Corey, we talk all the time. Like, I, I am in real estate. I, am, I, I work on the residential side. But if I was to do a wholesale deal, I have to partner with Corey yeah. because that's not an area of my expertise right now. I just listed one of our properties. He had to defer to me because it's my area of expertise. Right, right. Um, so th- that's one thing that I would say. Oh, make, my earring. Make sure you get with somebody on... Um, if you're trying to, if you're trying to identify, if you're trying to get into business and you really don't know what you're doing, okay, that's the first thing. The second thing I'll say is when you do your first deal, let's say you make a, you know, you do a wholesale transaction, um, like the one I just said, you made twenty grand on the deal, take some profits, right? They always say, and I I saw this the other day, and it was funny because I adapted the same principle to um to crypto and it said take some chips off the table you would never go broke taking a profit yeah. I, I like that because if you if you have a win and you take 20 30 40 50 percent out and you play with this other 50 percent at least you've protected your investment in your investment yeah. now you're playing with the house's money so yeah. i mean that, that was just perfectly put to me if you ask okay and then i i'm happy we're gonna we have to wrap it <laughs> because there's so much information but we will come back please get in our dms yeah share this episode um give us your questions anything that we can share with you about you know um we're not gonna give you advice about your deals but we can share just information but here's one thing that when Corey said taking some profit because i think that most like most people get stressed when it comes to investing or rentals because you don't have the capital in the beginning 
right? And there are, I, I, I want to preface this by saying there are ways to purchase real estate and there are ways to get into the game with minimal cost. Okay. Let me, let me say this. Well, well let me, let me, ahead, let me finish this. There are ways, there are different ways to do that. However, if you like, for instance, I'll give the, the example of rentals because I really think that's a great way to get money. If you have rentals, right, and you know you you have um, reserves in the bank, right, so that if if the tenant, if let's just say the tenant didn't pay and you didn't know how to screen your tenants properly and things like that, you have reserve to cover that, and it won't eat into your own personal. It's nothing that you want to do, but you can afford that problem. Right. Is what I'm saying. Yeah. And I think that a lot of us. Um, and, and this was Corey and I was like, we were going into the rental game. We first got into it, almost not being able to afford our own house bills, let alone have the pressure of the what ifs on the other one. So definitely have some capital saved that you can manage if a hot water tank, you know, bursts, you don't have to just sell your whole portfolio because you weren't ready for those issues. And then I'll, I'll say this and I'll leave it here, guys. Again, we, this is... I'm gonna have to break this up a little bit because (laughs) I have just so much. I mean, this I've lived this for over 20 years, so I have so much information. This is also why I'm doing a course about it because then I can speak freely at my time, and then you guys can take notes or email me or whatever. Course is coming. Um, not plugging the course, but just letting y'all. Oh no, we plugging the course. Okay, no, I guess so. Uh, but you, you were talking about not having a capital, and this will be part of the course. What if there? If I told you that you were buying a $150,000 $150,000 investment property to put $20,000 in it to sell it for two fifty, and you didn't have the initial down payment. You, you had a couple dollars, but you didn't have the down payment or the, the rehab money. If I told you that there was a way that you can buy that property at 100% and fund it 100%, would you believe me? Would you believe me? I, well, I, you I believe would, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that type of information I'm sitting on. And that's why I want you guys to really take this investment game seriously and understand that it is the key to wealth. It really, I'm, I used to hear that all of the time. Because most wealthy people, like well, even when you look at like basketball players and, you know, they own real estate. Yeah, you know, sure. all of these people who have entered, like they obtained their wealth through different ventures, 99.9%, they are maintaining their wealth or they're using the resources that they have and they're investing in some sort of real estate venture yeah. in order to sustain and to increase their wealth. Yeah, so just stuff like that, that the information that I have. I mean, it, this hasn't been a six-month grind, you know, a six-year grind, 12-year grind. Like, it's taken me... It, I fell on my face a lot to get to this level and to get the information and the relationships. And, continue, and, and continue to and learn. Con- and continue to learn. Like yeah. the bird method. I just We just bought a house in Arlington. I literally did that exact situation. It was right down the street from the Cowboy Stadium. Got the appraiser back yesterday. It, it, we hit the number. Closed next week, and we're going to take the money and do it again. So, I'm, I'm, I'm doing what I'm preaching, for sure. Yes. M said, is it the same formula from state to state thought funds to get properties yep it can be yeah absolutely yes it can yeah all right y'all we are going to wrap it up a couple things we want to remind you of number one i don't even have it um we are reading atomic habits great book um chapters six and seven or seven and eight this week um and we just announced the dates eagle talk live two is going to be february 19th 18th and 19th Mm -hmm. now listen to me and listen to me good 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 tea good Okay, um, our keynote speaker, 
is about that life. Yeah. Okay. Listen, I'm talking like from zero to he he hang with Grant now, yeah. Grant Cardone now. Yeah. Um, and he is going to be at Eagle Talk Live. So I, what I'm going to encourage you to do is that if you are in Dallas, you need to make sure that you get in my DM, say, Rosemary, as soon as the tickets go on sale, December 1st, I need to know about it. If you are in another city, go ahead and look up the flights. Come in that Friday night. We're going to have a meet and greet. Um, Eagle Talk, our feedback that we got from you all was that you love the event. It was you just needed more time to process, more time to collaborate. So it's going to be an all day event Saturday from nine to five with, with a little hanging out and then a departure on Sunday. So it's a whole experience. You need to be here. Invest in yourself because that's where this starts. Like we start to learn Every time I, I position myself and I make the sacrifice of time, resources, and finances to go to masterminds, I come back and make six figures every yeah. single time. Yeah. Um, and, and, and more than six figures, the way I think has been impacted. Yeah. So I am going to encourage y'all to block that time off in your calendar. And I don't care what you got going on. You need to be in the building for Eagle Talk 2. Yeah. Live 2. We um well she mentioned Atomic Habits. I was reading it last night. I'm gonna end here, guys, but I just want y'all to know, just in case anybody missed this, um, it was a part in the book where they said you you get what you repeat. I really like that part. And then it's, they said the purpose of setting goals is to win the game. The purpose of building systems is to continue playing the game. Mm. That's what we're talking about. We're talking about listen. building systems with these rental properties. You can you can you can win the game. But you might only win once. If you have the system in place that's going to allow you to do it multiple times, sometimes in the hundreds of times, that's that's what the wealth is made. Ways. Yeah, 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 ways sure. to create residual income. Um, and it is possible. Yeah. All right. Do us a favor. Go ahead and share, 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 share. Invite people to the Eagle Talk group. Um, next week, we're also kicking off our favorite things um, giveaway. Yeah. Uh, will it be next week? Well, we kick it off in December. So whatever yeah. first Tuesday in December is. Yeah. Um, so lots of good things coming. Share the group. Share the podcast. Um, we are so appreciative of this community. And we just can't wait to rock with y'all again. All right, y'all. All right, bye, y'all. See y'all next week.